There, Alan said, a glittering headpiece in her younger sister's hair. Perfect. Cassandra surveyed her reflection, then smiled at Adeline. Thank you. Is Anna coming tonight? No, Adeline frowned, worry clouding her eyes. I don't think she'd come even if Mother let her, which she won't. Well, of course not, Beatrice said, a mite scornfully. We all know that anyone who has something seriously wrong with them won't be attending balls. Is anything seriously wrong with her? Iviona asked doubtfully from the other side of the bedroom. Anna had been moved to a small room next to the healer. Everyone's acting like it, but I haven't seen any terrible illness. You haven't seen how she's losing weight and not eating and everything? Hadassah asked her. That was a result of losing her dance lessons, the poor girl, Evangeline said, putting the finishing touch to a diamond hairpin she was twisting in Genovive's black hair. I agree with Ivy. I haven't seen anything particularly disturbing. But surely she wouldn't stop eating because she missed her dancing, would she? Kalani put in. I don't think she would, Lorelai, who was the youngest and the closest to Anna, said firmly. She loves to dance, and I do agree that Mother shouldn't have made her stop. But it wouldn't make her like this. Jacqueline shook her silver skirts so they would fall straight. And have you seen how Mother and Father look lately? So drawn and thin. All this worrying hasn't done them a bit of good either. I think we all need a vacation, Lorelai commented thoughtfully. Especially Anna. But Jacqueline's right. Mother and Father, too. I think that's a wonderful idea, Evangeline smiled at her younger sister. There were murmurs of consent. I'll talk to Mother, Adeline said suddenly. Cassandra slipped an arm around Adeline's waist. And I'm coming with you. Everyone giggled at that. The Queen took Adeline's advice most of the time, but Cassandra was her favorite. If anyone could convince her, it was those two. The Queen didn't need much convincing. Jacqueline had guessed correctly. The royal couple was worn completely thin with all the worrying they had done lately, on top of managing the kingdom's affairs and the hundred and one other things that always need done and never make it past a list, but deserve and demand attention and worrying despite never getting dealt with. She agreed almost instantly to the proposed break, and within a few days all the necessary arrangements, and some not-so-necessary, had been made. The king and queen would travel to visit her parents, then his. Queen Alexandria seriously considered taking the girls, but after careful consideration, and after she talked to them, everyone decided it would be better on Anna, and easier and less expensive for the king and queen, if the princesses stayed home. King Herbert and Queen Alexandria departed just four short days later, amid many farewells and promises to keep the kingdom running in their absence. All lessons and tutoring stopped immediately after and the girls said about doing pretty much nothing, except Anna, who spent all day outside. She was looking considerably better at the time. After a while, though, doing nothing became unbearably boring, and the princesses took a hint from Anna and raided the palace library. All the girls had a favorite subject, and most had different tastes from the rest. So it was with Daphne. She loved everything magical and had a technical mind when it came to spells and analyzing magic. Though her sisters detested the long, drawn-out descriptions of this magic place or that incredible discovery, and found the long lists of ingredients and technological descriptions of spells even more boring, Daphne sucked up as much information as she could. She had already exhausted most of the spells and learning that the palace magicians had, 
sometimes being so bold as to try out this spell or that. One day, she found some long-forgotten old tomes on magic and its rules in a corner of the library and set to work reading them despite the heavy, brittle pages thick with dust and the ink that was starting to wear away. Daphne picked the largest and oldest of them, then curled up on the window seat that was there for just that purpose. For a while, it was hard to read and understand, so she flipped to the middle somewhere where a passage immediately caught her eye. Whereas the saying, magic goeth by threes, is apt to be magnified to suit whatever purpose the circumstance may require. She was suddenly quite attentive, and kept reading eagerly. It turned out that the next chapter was full of tips on how to create your own spell, something she had always wanted to try, and how to combine different elements, ingredients, and even different sections of spells to achieve the desired outcome. Daphne was enthralled. She read the whole rest of the book, which took until dancing lesson time, all the princesses had opted to continue that one through the vacation, and left her feeling extremely stiffed and very dizzy with all the new information she had learned. The dance they learned that day, interestingly, was called the Dance of the Magic Bluebird, which left Daphne wondering if maybe, just maybe, it might have something to do with a spell somewhere. If you like this podcast, give it a rating on Apple Podcasts. Thanks. Would you like to hear your short story on Those Who Book? Send it to thosewhobook at gmail.com.